We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Closely by Westbrook. Tough step back, gets up the shot, banks it in for the lead. This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up, and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast Emergency ish edition. As it is 11 o'clock on September 29th, a Thursday night. I'm joined. I'm your host, Jacob Niffin. I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Peterson. I'd be lying if I said I didn't miss a good Thunder trade. Hey, sometimes you're just about to play Dungeons and Dragons, and then Woj <laughs> blows you up, and uh, you're distracted the entire night. And other times, you're sleeping at 3 in the morning, and Paul George requests a trade to the Clippers, you know? It's, uh, it's, it's, you never uh, know. It's, it's inevitable. It is absolutely inevitable. And this one, nearly as impactful as the Paul George trade, Taylor. Now, before we dive in, a few notes. We are proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We are also part of DailyThunder.com. We've got some awesome Daily Thunder content dropping next week. Be on the lookout. It's going to be dope. Also, I've been plugging up like crazy. Going to continue to do so. Look at that bad boy. We got uncontested hats. They are here. We would love to get you one. Very limited run. They even say the uncontested on the back. We'd love to give you a hat. I'll ship them international. doesn't matter. Just slide in the DMs, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you follow us. Uh, Slide into the DMs. uh, Hit me up. We will talk about getting you a hat. Also, new uncontested stickers are available. All you got to do to get one of these is A, order a hat, and I'll send you one, or B, drop a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast at. Go to the uncontested, drop a five-star, write a little review, screenshot that thing, 
DM it to us along with your address. I've got envelopes and stickers sitting right next to me. I will package you up a sticker and I will mail it to you so you can put it on your car, on your laptop, uh, wherever you want. We would love to send you a sticker, so hit us up. I think that's all the news I got. Taylor, the Oklahoma City Thunder, make a trade. Another one. We've been talking and talking and talking about this roster crunch. What's going to happen? Who's going to be left on the team? Kamiar Silva and I were on the show last night, and I said that I thought Teo would get cut uh, or bought out and that Derek Favors would make the roster. Uh, and that is where we would be after the Viet Krejci trade. We, we got to trade Viet Krejci to Atlanta for Mo Harkless and a pick. And then Woj tweets tonight, 7.59 p.m. I'm going to read it. ESPN sources. The Oklahoma City Thunder are trading Derek Favors, Ty Jerome, Mo Harkless, Teo Maladone, and a 2025 second-round pick from Atlanta. That's the pick that they, uh, they got amended in that trade the other night. To the Houston Rockets for David Nwaba, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, and Marquise Chris. Initial thoughts when this tweet <laughs> drops, Taylor. Uh, kind of confusion at not. I, I think I was more confused that a trade like that resulted in the Thunder bringing back four players. But shortly after, not to just read off tweets this whole entire podcast, we won't do that, I promise. But Woj brought up a really good point. Essentially, it's a cap centric deal for both teams. The Thunder were able to gain two trade exceptions. They dropped about $10 million under the luxury tax, which is a pretty big deal for a, a rebuilding team. You're not trying to pay, to pay the luxury tax uh, for a rebuilding team, although obviously the Thunder had quite a bit of time to get under that tax threshold. Uh, but then the Rockets get a second-round pick, plus cash considerations um, as well, which made it worth it for them, as well as a trade chip in, in Derek Favors. So it makes sense for both teams. I would, you know, you and I were talking a lot about this before the podcast, Jacob. These are all honestly kind of interesting players like Nwaba, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris. These are all guys that if they were traded for individually, I could see the Thunder willing to take a flyer on them, see how they pan out. But as it currently stands, I'd be really surprised, I think, to see any of these four actually make the roster. And, you know, same for the the other four players that went to Houston, uh, with the exception of maybe Teo and Favors. So I, that that was kind of my initial thought or initial thoughts. Yeah. So we also have some reporting out of Houston that Ty Jerome and Mo Harkless will be bought out. Um, you could say we don't have Mo Harkless. We have less Harkless now. Uh, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's 11 PM. I'm going to pull out some Mo bullshit Harkless, on this one. Mo problems. How could you be Mo Harkless? Um, so the whole point of this is the Thunder have to make roster cuts. They are still net even in players. I said last night that I don't even think Mo Harkless would get on a plane and come to Oklahoma City. He didn't. I question if any of these four guys will get on a plane and come to Oklahoma City. Um, if the Thunder waived all four in this trade, they'd be down to 14 players on the active roster. That means they have one open roster spot. Taylor, I want to ask you. I'm looking at the trade again. David Nwaba. Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris. If I were to tell you, if I if I had a glimpse into the future, I had a crystal ball, and I <laughs> glimpsed into the future, and I said, 
I, I saw something and I came back to this podcast and I told you, Taylor, the Thunder are going to have a 15-man roster. And the 15th guy they're going to keep is one of the four guys from this trade. I want you to tell me, who do you think that guy is? And put them in order. Most likely, okay. down to least likely. Yeah. Um, so I saw a lot of, or not a lot. <laughs> there weren't a ton of tweets about this one <laughs> outside of, huh? Um, but those that did, that knew some of these players, obviously Nwaba is one that that pops up. Um, he, he's kind of been a project in the past. He's shown flashes. And while he's older than this current core for the Thunder, I, I get that that makes a lot of sense. But I actually think I'm going to lean with Nick here, our own Nick Crane. He tweeted this out. He mentioned this in our Slack. I'm going to go with Marquis Chris as well. Marquise Chris as well. He kind of reminds me of that Nerlens Noel, Jacob, like a, a high pick uh, in the past who hasn't panned out necessarily, but in the right environment, maybe could show some flashes and, and, and contribute. Not what obviously it, people thought when he was drafted, but in regards to like, hey, you saw a backup big. And the reason for that is like, you know, I think Nick brought up a really good point of him. He'll probably be the best rim runner on the team almost immediately. Uh, and pairing him, you know, we talked about that, that vertical spacing threat without Chet this season and trading away Derek Favors now kind of makes sense to keep a player like Chris around for uh, guys like Josh Giddy and Shea. Again, um, if we were ranking all possibilities in order, my first would be they aren't keeping any of these players. I'd like to see Lindy Waters or somebody like that prom uh, promoted instead or, or brought in instead. But of these players, I'd go Nwaba uh, one, or sorry, Marquise Chris one, Nwaba two, for the reasons I mentioned. I've always liked Sterling Brown, and he kind of reminds me of like a player that Presti would have targeted in the past, uh, kind of that prototype that we've talked about. I'd go him three, and then Trey Burke fourth. Um, also, I'm getting. I always get these two players mixed up, so I could be wrong here. Trey Burke wasn't the one that was coming to OKC in free agency. Who am that's, I thinking of? That's the wing, tr tr uh, Burks. Burks. I yes. always get them mixed Th this up. This is the small point guard. Burke. Yeah, that's right. Gotcha. Uh, Mavericks, and yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. gotcha. Um, I would put him last. <laughs> now, just a quick breakdown here from Bobby Marks. Uh, Nwaba makes five million. Sterling Brown three million. Trey Burke three point four million. Marquise Chris two point two million. Quite a bit less when you look at like Favors 10.2, Jerome 4.2, Harkless 4.6, and then obviously Teo was only 1.9. But um, interesting when you look at those numbers. Yeah, I think the big thing here for the Thunder was um, cutting a lot of a lot of money, right? Uh, they dipped 10 million lower. That only makes sense whenever you are going to not be good this season. You don't want to pay a lot of money. And a lot of that money is dead money going to players that aren't even here anymore. Uh, but also creating the trade exceptions. Uh, and this just makes some of these guys uh, easier to buy out. They've probably already started working with the the agents of these guys. So, um, I mean, I, I, I think this is money motivated for the Thunder. I also think um, it's it's cut related, right? I, th those are the two really big things here. I'm probably with you as far as Marquise Chris would be the one I would guess if they kept one. Uh, you said you, you made the the Nerlens Noel comp. If he gets in the right situation and in the right culture, maybe he can improve. He was already there in Golden State. Great point. And he did fine in Golden State, but. Not I fine mean, enough. <laughs> Nerlens Noel was in a toxic Philadelphia culture. Went to a Dallas team where things just did not work out for him uh, and kind of let himself go. 
and then ended up in Oklahoma City and really bought it. Um, maybe Marquise Chris can find something in Oklahoma City. The guy is uh, 25 years old, just turned 25 in July. Um, I'm trying to find his contract here right now. He uh, two point two million. Yeah, and it's just this year, and and then it's over. It's expiring. Expiring deal. One interesting thing, Jacob, is all four of these contracts. Now, granted, I'm not sure if they all are expirings or not. I can't speak to that, but I do know that they're all guarantees. Where um, I'm trying to think, I think Teo was a non guarantee. Um, I don't know. There's a couple non guarantee contracts that they sent to Houston, so it's interesting. Um, but I also saw saw somebody. I, I apologize, I can't remember who who mentioned like a rebuilding team like the Thunder trying to get under the tax would need some some guaranteeing contracts like that. I guess I, I I'm, I'm not entirely sure how that works. I haven't dug that deep in, into the weeds, but uh, basically the Thunder are going to save about 7 million here. And like you said, they're going to generate a $10 million uh, trade exception for Derek favors for when we're inevitably a, you know, top seven seed come playoff time and, or, you know, heading into the trade deadline and, and need to bring in a player. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't think um, the Thunder are going to use that exception unless it's around this time next year. Yeah, I think I think that's uh totally fair. It's it's nice to have a trade exception like that. They typically don't get used, but it's just another thing, uh another bullet in the chamber, for lack of a better right. term. Oh, that's a good very good point. So let's trades. Let's say, Taylor, that they cut all four guys. That leaves your roster at Shea, Giddy, Dort, J Dub, Trey Mann. Usman Jang, Alexei Pokashevsky, Darius Baisley, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Aaron Wiggins, Kenrich Williams, Chet Holmgren, J Dub. Not a lot of guys that play center there. Not at all. You but have I I really thought Favors would stay around just for the fit. Like they would need a guy like Favors. Game freaking one is against Carl Anthony Towns and, and Rudy Gobert. You're going up against a massive front line in game one. Having a guy like Derek Favors would be great. I deep down, I think they're cutting all four of these guys. Yep. If they do that, and and back to the Marquise Chris thing for a second, he would fit as like a big for sure, as far as size and versatility. But some of the locker room issues and stuff. I think bringing Nerlens, a young guy, into a Paul George, Russell Westbrook locker room, there's something already set there, and he's got to fall in line. But bringing a 25 year old into yeah. a locker room that features 19. eight first or second year players, yep, he's already going to carry some weight because he's been in the league for a while that could maybe create a toxic situation. I just don't see it happening. Maybe it will, and maybe Sam Presti will surprise me. And if he does, I'll totally trust the decision. I don't think he's staying around, which Taylor opens up the question for me. Who the hell plays center on this team? So, sorry. Mark Mark, like... Mark Dignall talked about this today at media yes. availability, actually. And That's said what it was, was going to be very, uh, very fluid. But... I mean, JRE played 24 minutes a game last season. If you keep him at 24 minutes and put all of those minutes at center, 
you still have another 24 minutes. I don't think <laughs> Mike Muscala is playing that many minutes. So who's playing the five? Is Jay Will now suddenly in the rotation? Is Darius Baisley getting bench five minutes? Is Poku factoring more into that now? Like, it's very fascinating to me. So if it looked like I wasn't paying attention, it was because I was looking for that quote. And you're exactly right. Dignall mentioned there's not a loud starting five. Um, the five position is going, going to be fluid this year. And so you're right. You look at the the available centers to play. You have Jerry probably going to be the starting five, especially now at this point. Mascala, um, like you mentioned, we'll see him some for sure. But then we're looking at like Baisley, maybe even Poku, as weird as that sounds. It is interesting that that um, that Dignall mentioned Poku being a kind of a connector kind of player and how much he's improved this offseason, how he's looked in training camp thus far hey. today. Dream, oh, yeah. Right, right, right in the, the bloodstream, baby. But you Give me all point. the Poku preseason hype. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it'd be fascinating to watch, um, especially if he can hold his own defensively, which I, uh, if we had concerns about Chet defensively guarding fives, uh, true fives in the NBA, I have probably more concerns about Poku. Uh, hey. But you know what? Watch yeah, that's your right. Mouth. That's starting power forward, Alexei Pokushevsky to you. <laughs> that, now we're talking. Now we're talking. That's a different situation. However, I think you bring up a really good point about Jay Will. Also, the fact that the Thunder were so, inve- I shouldn't say invested, they were so, uh, interested in him in the pre-draft process and not very highly of him. I think they're, I think we see a combination of all the above, which is a very boring answer, but that's the way that, you know, this Thunder typically team typically operates is a combination of, of all those different things and getting these guys different minutes and the roster exploration is what Presti's called it. These pack up, I can't talk past couple of seasons. I think we're going to see a lot of that exploration here. And like, you know, like we've talked a lot about on this podcast so far, Jacob, um, throughout the off season, huge kind of uh, prove it or lose it kind of seasons for both Baisley and Poku. This kind of gives the team an opportunity to get them some, some playing time early for them to be able to prove it. And if they can't, maybe leading into the trade deadline, that's where we see a move where you trade a Baisley or a Poku or whoever it may be. And, and maybe that's what, you know, they it opens up minutes for Jay will, like we just talked about another player that's not on the roster yet, but whatever it may be, there's a lot of options here. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's not a true five on this team. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another interesting thing is they traded away two guards in this trade. And Ty and Tayo. And Tayo, yep. The, the guard position on this team was very deep. I don't know if it was good, but there was a lot of people <laughs> there. Now your starting guards are like Shea and Josh, and you could argue that Lou is a guard. You've got Trey. We talked last night. I think J-Dub is going to be more of a wing on this team than a guard. I agree. But we'll probably get some guard minutes, to your point. Aaron Wiggins, I guess, is a guard, but I mean, they played about four last year. He's more same of a thing as I think. Same thing as J Dub, probably right. Maybe I'm I'm maybe this is just the podcaster in me that's reaching for content. We thought Ty and Teo could be gone anyways, but this opens up a big opportunity for Trey Mann to get a lot of minutes. And There's I think a they lot want less that. mouths to feed in that backcourt now. Trey, I think, is exclusively a guard compared to those oh, yeah. other two guys we just talked about. That opens up a lot of minutes for Trey. And not just like minutes in general, Jacob, but kind of something that I, I listened back to the podcast you guys did um, actually earlier before the trade happened. And I can't remember if it was you, uh, Connie, was it or, a good, or Was it a good point? Yeah, no, it was really good oh, it was, point. It was me then. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> about Trey playing the one, right? And, and talking about, I, I think it was you actually. No, I think yeah, back he, he, he talked about, a lot about how he, yep. uh, during the summer, he was put in situations. He was practicing, uh, making decisions out of the pick and roll. Right. So not only does this open up minutes in general for Trey, which he was probably already going to get to an extent. You're right. I think we might see some backup point guard trade minutes, which we know he can do based off his time in Florida. That's interesting to me also. You know, one thing I was really looking forward to with Trey, and we talked some about this, and we'll talk about it more like in our upcoming best podcast, for example. But I think we'll see some Trey man off ball, especially playing alongside Giddy and Shea. And uh, I, I I mentioned this, I think, last week, but like his catch and shoot numbers are really going to dictate how much they can do that and how well those lamps are going to work. But we might see even more backup point guard trade now, which is a fascinating mm-hmm. point I hadn't really thought of uh, with this trade happening. It it opens up a lot of time for him, which is really really cool. Going back to that, the the roster now, if they cut all four of those guys for actual guards that you want, like handling the ball, you've got Shea, you've got Giddy, you could say Dort, you could say J Dub. Trey man. Yep. That's it. That's it. So really, I think really awesome opportunity for Trey here as well. So Taylor earlier, I point Poku though. Okay. Let's uh... yeah, I know you're saying that facetiously the way they, the way that coach talked about Poku today, they don't want him creating offense. They want him catching off a Josh drive and kick and then attacking a closeout and swinging or setting a screen, rolling on the short roll, catching in the middle of the lane, and having Taking options to play. An open shooter. They yep. don't want him 
handling the ball to create offense. They want him making quick decisions uh, off secondary actions, which I think he can be very good at. True. Um, but let's go back. I had you, I, if they cut all four guys, we said this, they have 14 on the roster, one open roster spot. I said, if they keep one of the four, who would it be? We both agreed it's probably Marquise Chris. But I think we both probably believe they're going to cut all four guys. Right. So I see next, where you're heading with this. Next question. A, do they make another trade? B, do they roll into the regular season with an open roster spot? C, does a guy like Lindy Waters get the Lou Dort, Aaron Wiggins special, the three or four year non guaranteed deal at the veterans minimum that have player or, or sorry, not player team options and non guarantees on all the years? And do they give Lindy a spot on the 15 man and then bring somebody else up? Maybe a Jamias Ramsey that's with the blue, yeah. maybe someone else who's Next with the step. blue on, on a two way. Yeah. So so A is another trade happens. B is they leave the roster spot open. C is they bring Lindy up. So in typical Taylor fashion, there's a lot of different ways you can answer this. Um, I think the most likely, though, is that they leave that open roster spot because that flexibility is so important um, when it comes to just potential opportunities leading up to the trade deadline. Because even if something doesn't materialize, um, you know, you're giving yourself that flexibility. If something doesn't materialize, then you can bump up Elendi Waters, especially if he continues to prove himself throughout the season. And to your point, then bring in a Ramsey or whoever may be on another two-way. Um, but with that being said, that other option that you brought up first, which I've, I found interesting you brought that up first because I've had that in the back of my mind as well. The fact that, that Presti had this trade lined up, you know, obviously he made that trade with Elena a couple of days ago, um, knowing that Harkless was probably going to be on the move or at least was looking for trades. I say all that because I think that that's what Presti's prioritizing first, right? I think he's going to try and trade some of these players if he can make something happen in a similar small trade. Um, but if that doesn't materialize, I think the next most likely situation, he, he keeps open that spot. And then that doesn't mean that Lindy Waters isn't going to get promoted. Like I said, right? It could happen later in the season. It just makes a lot of sense from a team building standpoint to, uh, to keep that roster spot open. I think I agree with you, but the one I want is Lindy to get the yeah. contract just because I love that story. I think that would be incredible. Um, I would be really, really into that. Uh, Lindy's seems like an awesome, awesome dude. Um, played high school ball about a half a mile away from my house. Yep. Uh, just really cool. I, I would love to see that from for Lindy. Uh, keeping the roster spot open kind of makes a lot of sense. I mentioned that there's another trade. Me too. Coming up. Especially um, with him bringing back four players. I understand that you can, you know, it's not significant money to just waive those players, pay those contracts, whatever. Uh, but like I said, those are all guaranteed deals mm -hmm. compared to some like I could see, I could see somebody being interested in David Nwaba. Yep. I could see maybe somebody taking a flyer with Marquise Chris as like their 15th guy on a contender. Like the first team that jumped out to me, there was the Lakers, you That's know, a good one. Um, David Nawaba would make sense on like as a, uh, you know, third string guy on a, a contending team. Trey Burke seems like a buyout guy to me. Um, I, I don't really see anything else happening there besides him getting bought out. So just some, 
some interesting things there. I, I wonder if instead of just buying them all out on impact, uh, Presti tries to see if he can reroute guys somewhere um, for more trade exceptions for pretend seconds. Yeah. Or, or, or protected the, seconds or whatever, yeah. uh, just to get more assets in the door. It's kind of interesting. So, so we'll see. Uh, but I'm really into the idea of Lindy getting an opportunity. I love that. Uh, I think we've talked this trade to death. There's there's not a whole lot to actually break down because we don't think any of these guys are going to land with the Thunder. Few minor things on the trade to, to wrap us up, and then I want to talk a little bit about some comments from practice today. It's been reported out of Houston that Ty Drum's going to get bought out. Where does he land? I, I was, I've been thinking about this. My guy tied too much sauce. I'm very <laughs> upset he's gone. I know. I am. I'm gonna miss Ty a lot. I know Shay's too. They were they were buds. Um I mean, who needs like a backup point guard, play some spot minutes that can shoot? Honestly, I, I saw our Phoenix Suns friends over at the time I podcast. Yeah. I was it, about to say they it. Make, they need a backup point guard. He's been there, obviously. Um, they need shooting. It works really well there. Mm-hmm. Um Gosh, who else? People in the chat saying Mavs. Mavs is, I like that. Guard shoots white. <laughs> check, check, check for the Dallas Mavericks. That's Mark Cuban's music. Um, yeah. I mean, there might be a few teams. Uh, don't really care about Mo Harkless. Derek Favors might stay around down there. Yep. There's a possibility of that. Um, he might be a good, a good vet in the locker room. Lord knows that Houston Rockets team needs that. Um, is this the first trade that Sam Presti has made with Raphael Stone? Oh, dang it. That's a good question. I think it is. I feel like it is. I, he's he's dealt with the Houston Rockets before. Plenty. <laughs> Don't think he's ever dealt with Raphael Stone. This is the first although, trade since the Russell Westbrook trade, to your point. Yeah. Um, um I, I think Raphael Stone was on staff with the Rockets during the right. Westbrook trade. Right. Uh, but this is the first time they've actually... Uh, Directly. together so that's interesting as well taylor let's talk a little bit about camp real quick like maybe five minutes before we get out of here we heard from chet today and was it cool to hear from chet yes do i like Very. what he says yes 100%. am i sad as shit yes <laughs> yep. anything jump off from chet's quotes no, other than he's just extremely well spoken, especially for his age and uh, being the caliber draft pick he is. Like he you, just you interested that he's talking to Joel Embiid? Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, no, that was I do cool. like that. No, didn't he work? Am I making that up? That he worked out with Joel this? Oh yeah, yeah remember? remember on the on yeah. the hoops collect hoop collective pod, Windhorse said that one of their colleagues watched that pickup run and said Chet blocked Joel like three times in one game. Turned some heads. Um, yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. God, they, they, that makes me so sad. I, I want to watch I him play know. basketball with this team. To oh, I agree. No, that was a great point. He has great perspective. Uh, he's been talking with Nick with Nick Collison, which is cool. Uh, again, we mentioned this <clears throat> on Monday, but his locker's next to Kenrich. I think it's pretty cool as well. I guess the only other thing, um, the fact that he's like in the the Thunder Ion doing his rehab and workouts from like what was it, eight to two. And then he takes a break and then comes and meets his team uh, for for training camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty impressive. And again, like they've they got a, a you know they've got a program set for him. They're following it. 
it's going to be exciting to see how he develops physically. Uh, and I was thinking about this as well, Jacob, to your point, like I just want to see him back on the floor, but like, it will be so fun. And exciting. We're going to overreact so much to the first video of him, like putting weight on his foot and just oh. shooting some like small jumpers in the thunder practice arena. 100% not to get us off topic, but speaking of overreacting a little bit, I got to be honest. Shea with trade you. rooms. No, 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 no. We're not talking <laughs> kidding, about that. Anymore. Kidding, kidding. Bad joke. Bad I've, joke. I've been so busy. And then all of my basketball content has been like, what's going on with Thunder training camp? Last night, I finally saw the Zion Williamson pictures. Wow. Yeah, he looks, he looks wow. pretty solid. That dude lost some weight. He did. And he looks impressive. And kept muscle. He, he, he looks, bulks too. He looks impressive. I, think um, I saw some tweets like, if I were a betting man, uh, Zion MVP wouldn't be necessarily a terrible one. Those yeah. might be some overreactions, but he no, looks I agree. awesome. He looks really um, good. Other thing, we, we touched on it a little bit, but I, I want to talk about it again. Coach was asked about Poku today and talked for quite a while. Uh, you mentioned that the idea of Poku being a connector piece. Uh, coach said that he looks bigger on the court, especially in his lower body. Uh, he's playing more physical defense. Uh, Poku himself at media day said that he wants to be able to be a good defender and be efficient on offense. We talk a lot about Darius Basing on this podcast and how if he could just buy into a role, he could be successful. From what I've heard Poku say, and from what I've heard Poku's coach say about Poku, it sounds like he's the one buying into a role right now. Defending, being a connector on offense, not doing the crazy Poku shit that we all love but drives us crazy, but honing it in and being very intentional and very specific and trying to be efficient. The ship has probably sailed, Taylor, for me and my belief that Poku can be like a superstar. Or a star, but a solid contributing NBA rotational player, it's there. And I joked on Twitter that I was like breaking down uh, OKC Thunder official photos from practice, like they were the freaking Zapruder yeah, film. The blues and the whites. Yeah. 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 I'm not I buying mean, anything into any of that. For what it's worth, Giddy was in a white jersey today. But yeah, yes, yeah. no, you're, there is something to say to what I, I see where you're going with this. There is something to say, like, even though if these aren't starting lineups, um, they do that. They being the coaching staff do intentionally put some of these guys together to see how certain lineups chill. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what you're getting at. I was getting at something bigger, which I wonder if you're saying poker start. starting. <laughs> that's, that sounds crazy. I have no clue. Just reading some context clues and being a hopeful idiot like I am. I just kind of wonder. I just kind of wonder. Like, I have penciled in ever since the Chet injury. I've penciled in Shay, Lou, Josh, Baisley, Baisley, JRE. What if it's Poku, JRE? What if it's Poku, Baisley? What if it's Poku, Baisley? I I honestly think Poku Basley. Now that Derek Favors is gone, it raises the percentage. Yep. Coach just raved about Poku. He did talk nice about Basley, but not for nearly as long. (laughs) 
I'm interested. I know we can't take a lot out of preseason. I know. And I'm tired of people telling me you can't take a lot of preseason. I just want to watch some damn basketball. People say you can't take a lot out of preseason because they want to like sing professional and stuff. And then don't they tell their, me what to do. With they go my on their life. own podcast and they talk about it for 30 minutes. So don't tell me what to do with my life. I can take whatever I want from preseason. Yeah, this is our podcast. And I'm excited to rules. see Poku playing preseason and to get excited about it. And this house, we stand starter Poku. What I might have my first bet, Taylor. There we go. There it is. We're a week and a half away from the bets pod. I might have my first one. I can't wait. All right. Anything can't else, wait. Taylor? Or are we done here? No. I, Sounds I, like we're done here. The Poku hype. Um, I'm. I'm with you know. I'm back. I might get a let's say <laughs> Pokushevsky tattoo this weekend. <laughs> I'm not really gonna do that. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Emergency Pod. We appreciate you guys. If you are in the live stream like a psycho at 11.30 p.m. Uh, or like Meek League in Australia or New Zealand. I can't remember. New Zealand. Meek's like, a New Zealander. Come on, p- man. It's, it's 5 p.m. there, you know. Prime time. Thank you guys so much for being in the live stream. If you're downloading this pod, yo, thank you so much. Order an uncontested hat. If you like the show, you'd like a hat. I'm just saying. We'd love to send you one. If you don't got the money for a hat, we get it. Totally cool. Just go drop a five-star for the pod. Send it to me so I can send you an uncontested sticker. I'd love to get you a sticker so you can rock it wherever you want to stick that bad boy out. We will be back with you again Sunday doing some preseason prep for our first preseason game. Then yours truly, Monday night, first post-game of the year. I got to say, pre-pod, Taylor and I were just messing around. We found the post-game podcast intro, and it slaps. It's a banger. Absolute banger. We'll be back to you guys Sunday night. Have a great Friday, a great weekend. We will see you all soon. Until then, and as always, God bless Tay, not Tay Maladon. God bless Ty Jerome. Too much sauce. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.